You're listening to Real Presence Live on the Real Presence Radio Network. Join the conversation on our Facebook page or on Twitter. And be sure to like and follow us for more great Catholic content. Now, back to the show. Welcome back to the show. This is Father Richard Kunz along with Cindy Jennings coming to you from the beautiful Diocese of Duluth, Minnesota on the shores of Lake Superior. And uh, speaking of shores of Lake Superior, this is a perfect uh, avenue to go to our next guest, pilot. I said, Captain Dan Renschler. You you have been a captain, but now you're a pilot, Dan Renschler, on the Great Lakes. Yeah, that's correct. I was a captain for 10 years on uh, some of the bigger ships on the on the lakes. And uh, after, after 10 years, I had enough of it, and I went piloting. And uh, it's a... It's a fun gig. It's a better gig than what I was doing before. So why don't you tell us a little bit about yourself and how you got into that type of a work? Well, I started out on boats when I was probably four months old. My mom took me uh, for a ride on a, on a fire boat in Cleveland, where I was born. And uh, we moved to Green Bay and then moved around a little bit, and I ended up in, uh, finally ended up in Duluth. But I've been on boats since I was probably four months old. Wow, really? So, um, uh, so, so, pilot basically a captain runs the whole boat or the whole ship, right? Personnel and everything like that. But as a pilot, you you drive it basically. If, if yeah, that's correct. Cra- yeah, yeah. The captain is uh, in charge of the boat completely. He runs it. He manages it. And uh, the pilot comes on on board when the ship uh, is in narrow, confined areas, and the pilot does uh, directs the. Uh, the movement of the ship. Okay. So can you parallel park a ship? Yes. You can? Ooh. Yes. I, I, I'm like a valet <laughs> valet parking guy. <laughs> so do you stay in Duluth now? Because I know as a captain you were out a lot. Uh, I'm in, I work on the three upper lakes, uh, Lake Huron, uh, Michigan, and Superior in the connecting waterway, okay. uh, St. Mary's River. So you can still be away from home for quite a while. Yep. I go off for 20 days. I'm home for 10. Uh, in that 20 days, if I'm real lucky, I, maybe I'll be in Duluth for a couple of days as the ship's loading, and I'll take it back uh, down to Port Huron or something. So I can be in port for a while, but uh, it's... Uh, it's random. It, Do they allow you to go home then? Oh yeah, yeah. I just I just stay at home. Okay. And then uh, I'm up in Thunder Bay quite a bit. Uh, I work up there, and if if I'm there for uh, for an extended period of time, I I might come home for a while, and then I'll have to go up and move maybe move a ship from one dock to another, from the anchorage uh, to a dock. And I'll come back home, and then eventually I I sail back out and get on another ship that's coming back up here now in duluth you know we're kind of used to like the great lakes like superior and these big ships but you know we've got listeners in the dakotas wyoming other parts of wisconsin and minnesota the idea of having these and i know you're not an ocean liner guy but having these massive thousand foot ocean liners in the middle of a continent isn't just like an odd thing to think about uh yeah it's uh it's a four or five day trip from montreal to uh, to uh, say Duluth or uh, Thunder Bay, and uh, I, these ships. Uh, I was on a ship just recently that came from. It was actually from Korea. They went around. They crossed the Pacific Ocean. They went through the Panama Canal, up the you know up Lake uh, up uh, the Atlantic Ocean through the Seaway, and they came to Duluth. So they, I mean, they've been been on that ship for a couple of months. That's crazy. Wow. I couldn't do that. <laughs> no. Um, so, you know, we kind of see 
Christians in all areas of jobs and life. And um, can you just tell us how uh, the experience of God is on the Great Lakes? Um, one thing, uh, I'm on ships from many nations. And one thing that I have found is uh, mariners, they, uh, they have an affinity to a deity. They, because they are, when you're out at sea, you're on your own. Um, I've been out, I've, when I started out, I was on the, uh, I did some work on the North Atlantic. And I was on a tanker in a st- really bad storm on the North Atlantic. And I was in my early 20s. And there was a time when I was in the storm that I thought, this could well be the end. I mean, this storm is incredible. It's like 30-foot seas. It's just crashing down on the ship. And I'm thinking to myself, this thing could sink, and if it sinks, we're done. So um, people working on these ships, they they experience that occasionally through through their careers. So... There on every ship I've almost almost every ship I'm I've been on, you'll find um, if it's a you know if it's a Christian ship, you'll find a, a crucifix, a cross, in the pilot house. If it's an Indian ship, you have, um, trying to think of the Indian deity. They got a bunch of them, so just one it, of the gods. It, yeah, yeah. It, it will be on the pilot house. If it's um, um, I'm trying to think of uh, there. Uh, it's basically uh, th- there'll be some Japanese, um, mm-hmm. there'll be some Japanese writing, a prayer. Even in the um, olden days, you know, when you hear about like the Viking ships and stuff like that, they'd always put at the mask head like an image of a deity, right? Yes. Oh. And that was for the purpose. I mean, when you see these these old boats with like a face on the front of it, that was usually praying to a particular god, probably for protection, right? Uh, yes. So th- you see that. Um, almost, you know, in many, many, many cases, you'll yeah. see it. And you know, a lot of the ships I'm on, are, they are, they're Christian. I mean, they're Northern European. Um, so you'll, uh, Polish, Polish ships will always have, in addition to a, a cross or a crucifix, they'll have a block of wood with a hammer. That's for knocking on wood. Mm-hmm. You know? <laughs> oh, <sure. laughs> That's so funny. There's there's a uh, there's an organization here in Duluth that I've really had no really um, exposure to it. I've had exposure, but I've never been involved. It's uh, Seafarers Ministry. Yes, there's uh, the Seafarers Ministry. They do great work. Uh, you can look them up online. They'll you know if you can help out in any way, they take donations. What are they, what do they do? Uh, uh, when a foreign ship comes into a, a port, say Duluth, um, a lot of times the crew members will have. Uh, uh, you know, they they have no idea about the culture of the country they're coming to. They might need some help, uh, some direction, uh, clothed, clothing. Uh, sometimes you have uh, in the winter time or you know December, you have uh, people from much warmer climates come to the Great Lakes, and they are amazed at how cold it gets in Duluth. So uh, the ministry will supply them with clothing, books. Uh, um, lately, it's been uh, uh, SIM cards for phones. So uh, the Filipinos will, have, you know, they've been gone for from their homes for maybe eight months because these people go off for a long time. Uh, so they'll supply them with uh, 
phone cards. So but they do can. Do they have ministers also go out to the boat sometimes? Uh, yes, and they they will uh, take the uh, the crew to uh, to mass mm-hmm. if they if they if they like if they want to. Wow. Yeah. So it's a yeah, it's a great organization. It, it's in uh, Duluth. There's uh, in most ports uh, there will be some ministry that uh, that uh, attends sure. to the sailors. Sure, that's amazing. I really like that. So can you, can you tell us some more experiences that you've had, like just good, bad, whatever, just some stories? You yeah, think not a lot of people get an opportunity to talk yeah, to or hear this from somebody that's been on the Great Lake ships for so long. I know the seas are angry, but. Any other uh, stories that stick out? Uh, it can be incredibly beautiful uh, working in the ice in the wintertime. Uh, the d- days are really short. I mean, the daylight is short. I mean, the farmers kind of get, you know, if you're from the Dakotas or something, you understand about being seeing the sun come up. And uh, at, But in the wintertime, there's, there, the, there's limited daylight. But um, uh, the ice flows can be incredibly beautiful. Uh, pan- there's all kinds of different ice, like pancake ice, the uh, uh, pack ice. Uh, so it's it, that, to me, is beautiful. Um, have you ever cut you, through the ice? Have you ever been on one of the boats that cuts it? I have boats assist me okay. that cut the ice. They're uh, gotcha. usually government, uh, government ships. Sometimes you have a private individual, but usually it's a... Uh, uh, U.S. Coast Guard or Canadian Coast Guard oh, okay. uh, icebreaker that assists. Uh, the Canadians have some pretty good icebreakers. Sometimes they'll bring them in from the Arctic. Uh, I've sailed with uh, the, some Canadian uh, tankers in the wintertime that uh, they they work up in the uh, high Arctic, and I've, they've told me some uh, interesting stories up there about uh, working in the remote uh, villages in, uh, let's say, Hudson Bay, They'll, they'll take a tanker up there with uh, uh, diesel or gasoline, but they also uh, supply them with, uh, uh, like, skidoos and plywood and uh, food and all kinds of things. So they'll take a ship up there with all these supplies, and they'll uh, uh, unload the stuff. At, but the, uh, uh, the, the natives that live up there, they, uh, they hunt, uh, let's say, caribou. So while they're doing all this unloading, this uh, cargo transfer, if the caribou are running, um, the, the natives will put an end to the cargo operations. They'll say, oh, the caribou are running. It's to, you know, that, that's much more important than this cargo operation. Yeah. So they'll be gone for three days or something. And then you're stuck up there? Yeah, and the ship is yeah. stuck oh, no. there with, like, <laughs> with nothing to do. And then they'll come back and everything resumes. So, you, uh-huh. so, but you haven't been up the Hudson Bay. No, no, but uh, okay. these ships right. that operate up there will come into, uh, uh, say, uh, Sault Ste. Marie. Okay, and the, and they they require a pilot because they don't they don't know the yeah, Great Lakes waters. So you've uh, so now as as a pilot, you've been working on the three upper Great Lakes, but you've worked on all of them, right? All the Great Lakes. Uh, I've gone as far as the uh, Welland Canal, at, at, not okay. on Lake Ontario. Okay. Is there a difference between the lakes as far as from your standpoint as a pilot or as a captain? Yeah, every every one of them is different. Well, the just... uh, color of the water is different. The, uh, uh, the temperature is obviously different, but. Uh, just and the the color really the Lake uh, Michigan is like it's got this turquoise color to it. Uh, Lake Huron is blue. It's like this aqua blue. Lake Superior is the water is almost it's really dark. It's almost black. Hmm. Uh, 
That's interesting. I mean, obviously it has to do with the environment and what's going on underneath the water. Right, the, the, uh, the chemistry of the water and stuff. Um, you can I, The water, actually, you can smell. There's a difference in the smell of the water, say, on, on Lake uh, Lake Michigan and mm-hmm. Lake Huron. What? Uh, even if uh, even if listeners have not been to Duluth and have not experienced what you do on a daily basis, almost everybody knows about the Edmund Fitzgerald. Is that, I mean, there's there's got to be a lot of talk about, or at least a lot of knowledge of shipwrecks that have happened on the Great Lakes. That's obviously the most famous, but there's been hundreds of them. Yeah, there's uh, thousands. Really, there's literally thousands. They're uh, they're and they're finding more more and more of them all the time. Uh, one thing about the Great Lakes is the. Uh, Especially Lake Superior, there's low oxygen content, and the water, it's cold water, and there's not a lot of life in the water. Uh, It's kind of sterile. So the uh, wooden ships that have sank, or any ship that sinks is in extremely good shape. It doesn't uh, deteriorate. Hmm. Uh, And uh, there's so much traffic on the Great Lakes that... uh, there's been a lot of accidents, and mm-hmm. there, are liter- there are literally thousands of them on the bottom. Yeah. Do you think you'll ever retire? Or do you just love it so much that you can't picture life without it? But no, I'm going to retire. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> yeah. His wife, Sarah, says he's going to retire. How, how, a... how does Sarah handle it? I mean, she's, she's like a single mom a lot of the times, right? Yeah, yeah she's, uh, when, I was, uh, when I was captain, it was probably worse, but it's... it's it's uh, I'm gone a lot, so she is a single mom. She runs everything. She takes care of the the, the bills, uh, the paperwork, and raises basically raises the children. When I come home, I just fall into place, <laughs> do as I'm told, and uh, try and toe the line. Yeah, <laughs> that's that's smart. <laughs> yeah. Well, is there any final thoughts or no, anything? No, we saw them. Oh, we saw we, we saw them after the break. Oh, There's a lot shoot. of stuff we got to ask you. Dan. Wow. Um, any other stories that stick out to you? Have you hit anything? Like, has there been a close encounter or Make hit it quick, or something? Got it. Oh, oh sorry. I've had. Maybe we can take it up after the break. But okay. yes, I've had. I've had a couple of close calls, a couple Thanks. of close close shaves, and. Uh, and, yes. if, and if you get in an accident with a boat, that's a big deal. Uh, yeah, it's, you, you, you can you probably be on the national news. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> a little different than a fender bender. We've been talking to a pilot, Dan Rentschler, from uh, the Great Lakes Ships Fleet, uh, and we'll continue this conversation right after this break. This is Real Presence Live, where the focus is not on the evil around us, but on conversion and mercy through the good news that is always good. We're local, engaging, and live on the Real Presence Radio Network. In today's crowded higher education field, there's one university whose quality and personal care stands out from the crowd, the University of Mary. The University of Mary offers truly affordable, flexible adult education because your success is our priority. Here, you matter, and we're with you every step of the way to make sure you succeed. Choose a university community that cares about you as a student for life. Discover us at online.umary.edu slash discovermary. Rose Management is a family-owned business that believes in good morals, doing the right thing, and treating our residents as family. Rose Management provides affordable housing to complexes throughout North Dakota and Minnesota. All Rose Management properties and our maintenance staff are in a centralized location in their cities. If you have any questions, you can call 701-237-6840 or online at rosemanagement.net. Again, that number is 701-237-6840. 
SJ Machine, proudly named after and dedicated to St. Joseph, provides quality machining and induction heat treating to a variety of industries. Just as St. Joseph worked diligently to meet his family's needs, SJ Machine strives to understand and meet your production needs. Prototype to production, working together towards success. SJ Machine can be reached at 701-347-0155 and are a proud supporter of the Real Presence Radio Network. The Mustard Seed Catholic Store is South Dakota's place to purchase Catholic books, gifts, and decor. With locations in Rapid City and Sioux Falls, we are here to provide you with gifts for the Catholic occasions in your life. From baptism to First Communion, confirmation to weddings, and ordinations, we pride ourselves in having local artists share their creative talents, making rosaries, crucifixes, artwork, coffee, and books. We are located in Rapid City on Main Street in the new Diocesan Building or in Sioux Falls on Grange Avenue across from Costco. This is Real Presence Live on the RPR Network, bringing you stories of faith and hope through local hosts and guests from across the Upper Midwest. Now, back to the show. Welcome back. This is Father Richard Kunz along with my co-host, Cindy Jennings, coming to you from the Diocese of Duluth. We're talking to pilot Ann Rentschler from the Great Lakes Fleet. Yes, so let's get back to what I asked you right before the break, which is, have you had some near kind of crash stories or stuff that's happened? Well, my job is to keep the ship safe and not crash it. But I have, uh, there was, I've had two incidences that were, that kind of stand out. One was uh, in the St. Mary's River when I've, I was on a thousand foot oar carrier and uh, the wind kicked in. It was probably 50 knots, which is, I don't know, 60 some miles an hour. And we're in a very narrow channel. It's like December, late December. And, uh, Two o'clock in the morning, the uh, I couldn't keep the ship in the narrow channel, and it got it blew out onto a like the mud bank on the edge of the channel, and got deposited there. Now, one thing when you get a lot of wind in the St. Mary's River, depending on which way it's blowing, it'll blow the water out. So the water level dropped like uh, 18 inches. So once wow. the boat was up against the bank, the water went down a foot and a half, and then the ship was actually on the bottom, uh, blocking the channel. So they uh, c- closed the river down, and this went on for a uh, day or so. The wind kept blowing. Finally, the, the wind, we had like four tugs trying to push the thing back into the channel. That didn't work. So eventually the wind died down. The water came back. The boat floated back up and went on down the river, checked it for any damage. Luckily, there was no damage. And you were the pilot for that? Uh, yeah, I was the captain. Oh, you were the captain. Do you shut everything down? Like, if you know you're going to, so things aren't moving while it's... Uh, yeah, well, eventually everything, we shut everything down, but uh, yeah, wow. we were planted pretty good. And then what happened on the other one? The other one, when I was just starting out my career, I was on an oil tanker. It was a gasoline tanker that exploded and burned. Ooh. So um, I was on watch. I was a third mate, a third officer. Uh, we were unloading uh, regular unleaded and premium unleaded gasoline at a terminal in Bay City, Michigan. And uh, uh, Ship went by. There was some interaction from the wake. Uh, pulled us up the dock. There was a spark on the dock uh, that caused a fire to start on the dock. It spread to the ship, and then uh, it started to 
igniting tanks on on the ship. Mm-hmm. The ship was about a half unloaded, about a million million two or something like that gallons of gasoline left on it. So the That's uh, a lot. Wow. It was about half fumes, half gasoline, so it uh, it blew the ship up. That's crazy. Um, I jumped over the side. Uh, another guy jumped over with me because we were we were going to get burned. Yeah. And uh, he ended up drowning. Really? And uh, I survived. Oh, my gosh. Uh, another member of the crew was badly burned. There was a couple of people that get that bur- got burned, but one was fairly badly burned, and uh, the ship was a total loss. What, so what's what's life like on a ship? I mean, what's the, what's the typical size of a crew, and what's common life look like on the ship when you're out there for weeks on end? A modern uh, modern day crew on a on, on a saltwater ship is probably 15, 18, 12, I'd say twelve to maybe eighteen people, mm-hmm. depending on what country the ship is from. Uh, there's uh, very few people on it, so they uh, it's uh, eight hours of Work eight hours a day. You, you work uh, generally. The watch schedule is four hours. You work for four hours. You're off for eight. So it's just uh, repeats itself. It starts at midnight, twelve to four. Would be the first watch. Four to eight. You eight like twelve? Is there TVs? What's the food like? Is there a mess hall? Uh, the food is. Uh, it varies from ship to ship. So uh, if you got a good cook, you're eating good. If you got a bad cook, you're not eating so good. Uh, you could run out of food eventually. If I was on one ship that was on its way from Turkey to the uh, to Duluth, and they had engine trouble, so they were running at reduced speed all the way across the uh, Atlantic Ocean, and it took they didn't uh, they didn't have enough food on board, so they got up to uh, it was anchored in, in Duluth. And uh, the captain asked me if he could uh, he could get some exchange some euros for dollars. So they were going to go to the grocery store and pick up, you know, five hundred dollars worth of rice or something. I don't know. Yeah. They were they didn't have a lot of money. So uh, uh, it was a Memorial Day weekend, so all the banks were closed. So I oh, no. <laughs> I managed to get I managed to get five hundred dollars. My wife did, and her, one of her friends out of uh, ETM, and sure. uh, we figured out the exchange rate between dollar to the euro was, and we made a made an you, exchange. And you said you've been able to go to mass because of your work in various different locations. Yeah, you know, uh, for example, I mean the uh, Thunder Bay. If I'm up there for a long, if I'm over, if I'm there for, on a Sunday. Uh, there's a church that I go to in Thunder Bay. That's um, a short walk from the hotel that I usually stay at. So uh, I, I will go to Mass if I'm in uh, in port. I, I make it a point to try and find a church. A lot of times I'm on foot, so sure. so I'm walking, so it's got to be fairly close. Uh, but I, I go to Mass wherever I'm at yeah. on Sunday. So all you people who are out at the cabins... You can go to mass. Exactly. There's, mass every, there's, there's churches almost everywhere. Now, I, I do I do want to say uh, something, Dan, and we talked a little bit about this last time you were on there a couple, two, three years ago. Is that um, uh, if there's such thing as a doppelganger, is that is that what the term yes, is when there's two is. people that look mm-hmm. just alike? I don't this think so, it. but people think that you and I look alike. Oh, this is amazing! I wish you guys could see this. <laughs> uh, what do you think, Cindy? I know, identical, almost identical. Well, the voice in the head said we have yeah. to have a picture You're taken. much nicer, though. <laughs> yeah. So oh, much oh, nicer. Oh, yeah, I've heard and that, too. So, so the, the, <laughs> the experience I had is when I first moved to the parish that you're at, St. John's, I went down to the Sammy's Pizza Place right down by the church, and, and the, the waitress 
looked at me and she said, what are you wearing that for? Because she thought I was you. That was Angie. <laughs> Angie, yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, I, and I said, pardon me? She said, what are you wearing that for? Like, she thought I was you. It was just crazy. <laughs> and, and then how about you say what, what was on the ship? Uh, there was a picture of Father Kunst. Uh, I don't know. It, it was a newspaper clipping. Okay. And somebody had cut it out of the newspaper and put it up on, on the ship in the, <laughs> in the galley. And everybody was astonished. Yeah. <laughs> and your, even da- your daughter didn't even yeah. uh, know yeah. you. <laughs> yes, my uh, d- my daughter mistook uh, Father Kunst for <laughs> yeah. me at, uh, at, at St. John's yeah, at, at the St. time. Yeah, at St. John's. It was, uh, it was- I think you guys were decorating Christmas tree or something like that. She thought I was you. Yeah, she was like, <laughs> came running after you, Daddy. <laughs> DNA test, DNA test, yeah. and we are going to come back together yeah, and just look great. at this. I always say that, but the, th- the thing is that I, can, I don't know how we can look so much alike when I'm so much better looking than him. I just don't get that part. Of course you say that. <laughs> we'll, have to, we'll have to do a photo app. Uh, yeah. I see this. who the humble one is. Yes. <laughs> well, you guys will say yes. <laughs> much <laughs> more. Yeah. <laughs> uh, you guys are cute. Dan, do you have any uh, last-minute thoughts? we got about a minute before. Uh, I would, if you have, if if you can, check out uh, the uh, Seafarer's Mission. You can find them online. Uh, help them out if you can. Uh, they do great work. Uh, there's uh, seamen who are come to uh, come to Duluth or anywhere in this, in this country, uh, anywhere in the world, really, that... Uh, that would appreciate your help. Okay. Aww, well, thanks, Dan. It's it's been, uh, yep, people want to listen to that. It's a great, worthy cause, Seafarers Ministry. Uh, Dan, it's been great um, having you on the show again. I'm sure sometime down the line we'll have you back again. And then uh, DNA test. Yeah, we'll have to do a DNA <laughs> test. And so uh, we're going to go to preview right now, but it's stick around here for a few minutes, okay? All right. So, Therese, are you there? Yes, I am. And I have a preview for our next show. Uh, that's great. Wednesday from 9 to 11 a.m. Central. Hosts Heather Caro and Joe Rutten will be coming to you live from the Mustard Seed Catholic Store in Sioux Falls. They'll visit with Dr. Jennifer Weber and Dr. Jason Heron about relationships versus results in education. Then, how can we, we retain our Catholic values in the business world? We'll discuss this with Jameson Rounds. And they're inspiring others through YouTube. Tune in to meet the Dingman family. All that and more will be coming up on the next Real Presence Live, Wednesday from 9 to 11 a.m. Central. Sounds like a good show, Therese. Thank you very much for all that information. So, Therese, what have your thoughts been on the show so far today? Oh, this was a fun show today. Was it? Yes. What made it fun? fun? I'm going to put you on the (laughs) You do. What? You can't say that. Oh, boy. (laughs) All right, Therese, now what do you really think? You can't just say that because I'm a priest. So what was the funnest part of the show? Oh dear! It's certainly um, not 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 no, right I now. I bet. <laughs> nope. <laughs> um, I I can't pick a part that I like most. You're, you're supposed to, you're supposed to say Dan Rentschler because he's still oh, listening. Oh, Dan Rentschler. Yes. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yes, this is much like my kids. Oh, this see? is like my children. See? Who's Am I your favorite? Am I your kid? favorite? <laughs> yeah. Therese said that you were the best one on the show, Dan. I hope that no. I hope that our other guests are not listening in right now. Uh, <laughs> but I kind of I kind of I kind of twisted her arm. To say that, You're well, so bad. Well, it, it is what it is, and so you don't. You can't say I'm the. I'm mean. You don't even know Dan. Maybe he's. I bet you his kids. I think just told he's you he's the nicer one. Yeah, but how do you know? You just met him. I can just tell. It's in the yeah. eyes. Yeah. Dan, Dan, what would your kids say? Uh, they would say. They would probably say, 
my they what they would say is my mother is meaner than yeah. you. <laughs> than oh, you. Yeah. Oh yeah. Well, yeah, but that because you're you're gone I, a lot. Yeah. So I come home. And you say that anyways, even if he wasn't gone. <laughs> so the discipline. A lot of times I come home and I'm like, you know, she's doing a like, good job. Like Dan Doherty said. Uh, uh, about the, uh, it wasn't about the discipline, but when I come home, the discipline is, uh, I don't want to do the discipline because I just got home. Uh, exactly. I just want to be happy. And, and the wife just kids. wants done. Like, yeah, she, you take them. So you are nice, nicer than I am, probably. <laughs> well, I would say so. Okay. Yeah. Well, you don't have to agree that much. Yeah. No. You're, you're both amazing. I guess, I guess you're, yeah, you're not going to be back on the air after all. <laughs> <laughs> well, again, we're uh, coming towards the end of our show. I want to thank everybody for listening in. We've had a great show, and I'm sure that it's going to continue to be great for years to come. And uh, thanks for listening. May Almighty God bless you all in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Everybody have a good and blessed day. Stay safe. This has been Real Presence Live on the Real Presence Radio Network. Real Presence Live brings you inspirational stories of faith and a look at the good and holy things happening in our local area. Weekday mornings from 9 to 11 Central. Tune in for an encore of each show beginning Saturday morning at 6. Get the podcast any time of day or night at yourcatholicradiostation.com or on the Real Presence radio app. And remember, you can be a part of the conversation through Facebook and Twitter. Real Presence Live, local, engaging, and live on the Real Presence radio network.